This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. We interrupt this program to bring you the following message. What if everything you've been told about money was a lie? It's time for the truth. Welcome to Financial Coaching Radio, where cookie-cutter financial advice just doesn't cut it. With your host, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. He's giving it to you straight and pulling back the curtains on the financial advice industry. No hidden agenda and no one-size-fits-all baby steps. Only unbiased, objective help for your entire financial life. Tackling your money questions at 893-1450. And now, here's the host of Financial Coaching Radio. Commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. What is up? Welcome to the show, giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, check out JasonQualsCFP.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-Q-U-A-L-L-S-C-F-P.com. If you want to jump in, be a part of the show. Click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. Starting off today is Kevin Sizemore with Tothero Helen Welch. 50 years in the accounting business, bookkeeping, payroll, all the stuff, personal, business, taxes, THWCPA.com. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. All right, so what's the major tax topics that's on everyone's mind as the year comes to an end? What do people need to look for as the year closes out? Obviously, people organizing their information. Now, what is the best way that you help clients get organized for preparing to have a tax return done? And is, does it differ business or personal tax return? Yeah, I, yeah. Let's well, let's start with personal. So, personal, you're going to get all your W twos, your 1099s, you know, all that information. You're, maybe you got some investments, you got some 1099 DIVs or 1099 INTs. Get all that stuff together. Uh, and and organize it in a way that you know. So what I tell people usually is, when that stuff starts coming in the mail, make you a file and stick it in there. Uh, open it up and look at it. A lot of people won't even look at it, but open it up and look at it. Verify that everything on there is correct, like your social security number, your address, uh, those type of things. Uh, and if anything's wrong, you need to contact your employer and get those uh fixed immediately and that what they can do is issue a, another w-2 to you but i highly suggest you look at it and make sure everything's right make sure the numbers are right too i've been asked a few times people have had letters coming from the irs someone turned in a 1099 on them but they did not have a copy of the 1099 to report with their taxes so they didn't file for the income huh. the irs catches it and then sends them yeah, they're going to send a tax notice, and you know if that was the only 1099 you had, you might have had expenses as well to offset some of that income, and uh, you didn't report those expenses either. So when usually when you get those 1099, this year it's a NEC uh, non-employee compensation. That's a new one, so you should be looking for that. Uh, they're going to charge you with self-employment tax and the income tax on that if you don't report it. Now, what about business owners? What do they need to gather up 
for tax prep for themselves? Uh, business owners, uh, you know, sole proprietor, single member, or LLCs, partnerships, they're going to receive the same type of 1099s. Uh, you know, wait uh, for a while. Make sure you got all of those. Make sure your revenue is more than what those 1099s are. Because if, if your 1099s add up to more than what you're showing as revenue in your tax return, again, the IRS will come back after you and, and charge you with some tax there and some penalties. Uh, and they may even hit you with some underreporting penalties, too. Now, with your business folks that you're doing tax returns for, you know, typically you're doing quarterly financial statements. They're making quarterly tax payments. So their tax return runs a little bit smoother. Does it also help out if you guys have done bookkeeping and payroll for them, too, as well? Oh. So what is your suggestion? So business owners working with a tax firm, should they be using them for all of those services just to make their tax planning easier? Yeah, so, it, you know, I had this conversation with a, a new client the other day, and they wanted to use us for bookkeeping services as well as tax services, and uh, doesn't have too much going on and i quoted him a price and he said well well what if i keep up with all that in a spreadsheet and so i said yeah it's going to be cheaper if you keep up with it but i guarantee you that i'm going to go back in and change things on your spreadsheet because you're not going to have it exactly right so i mean it if you're looking to save a little bit of money that way with your you know bookkeeper or tax professional that's you can do that but i if you have a small business you're in the business of making money doing what that business does, not bookkeeping. So my suggestion is if, it, if you've got a lot of activity or you're spending a lot of time every week or every month trying to keep up with your books, you need to get that in the hands of a professional. And that way they have the information at the ready when it's time to do a tax return or calculate a quarterly estimate or anything like that. And to me, obviously, I'm on one side of the table, but to me, it would be worth it to know that that, that information is being reported correctly on a you know monthly basis, basically. If you're just joining in, I'm Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. This is Financial Coaching Radio. Kevin Sizemore, CPA. We're talking taxes. On the, um, the questions that I get most of all having to do with the political climate that we're in, People are concerned with where tax rates are going to go. Right. It. It. I the get news the question. Has made them think that they're just going to go crazy. Yeah. Uh, and we have, for some tax brackets, some income earners, taxes have been lower under President Trump. Oh yeah. I think those will go away. Yes. Do you, what is your prediction for, you know, everyone else? Everyone else, it, it may raise slightly. But I think overall, uh, it's not going to be life-changing if taxes go up slightly. Uh, you know, and I, I don't want to tell people, you know, I'm the last person that wants to tell people their taxes are going up. But I, I've looked at the plan that's out there, the Biden plan that's out there. And if you look at it, you know, the average American, it, it may raise their taxes slightly. But what it's really... Uh, what they're really pinpointing is those high-income earners and their taxes are going to go up, you know, What's considerable high amount. It's very subjective. The left is, you know, they think everyone over 100000 is high. Right. Which that's not reality, especially in some of, some of the major cities in this country. 100000 would put you in poverty level in New York. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with L.A. It, yeah. So, you know, here 100000 is 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 a good amount of money to make for uh, for the average person. 
But I mean, you get up into the three and four hundred thousand dollars, their taxes under the the Biden plan should go up. Uh, you know, without a doubt, they will go up a little bit. This is a headline from CNBC earlier in the week. Here's why nightmare tax season is ahead for small business. Mm. It all has to do with the CARES Act. Yeah. Do you think this is going to be a nightmare tax season? Uh, yeah, so the you know the the people I talk to that are in our industry, number one on this list, PPP deductibility. Yes, I assume I'm not digging into it. I kind of get what they're talking about, deducting the payroll expenses of the money you receive from payroll from PPP. That's right. So you get the loan forgiveness, and the IRS has come out and said that the for the forgiveness of the debt is not taxable, but they're following the law. So if they're just doing what they're, you know, what the law will allow them to do. So those expenses that are associated with that forgiveness of debt under the PPP are not going to be deductible. So in turn, what that does is it makes the the forgiveness deduct uh, taxable. Uh, it's a roundabout way to get there, but that's what that's currently how so, it sits. So someone got a ten thousand dollar PPP, right? And then they use that ten thousand dollars to pay payroll. That's right. They're not supposed to expense the ten thousand dollars. That's right. But if they did expense the ten thousand dollars, then you're going to have to pay, I guess, count the PPP. That, that yeah, right? right, right. Is that the issue that people? That's the issue there. So I know Congress back in the early part of the summer, there was a lot of members of Congress that open uh, wrote an open letter to the IRS, basically stating that that was never the intent of Congress to have any of that money be taxable in any way so with the new and this doesn't get a lot of talk right now it's all about the 600 or 1200 dollars stimulus payment but with the new uh, stimulus package they're trying to put together and come to an agreement on the there's going to be new ppp money and in that everyone's expecting for them to retroactively allow those expenses to be deductible from round one of the ppp all right this is financial coaching radio we'll be talking taxes this entire show and some other year in financial planning tips this is the one place giving you the truth about personal finance we're back right after this keep it locked in right here on wgns financial coaching radio listeners if you don't understand exactly how your financial advisor is compensated you could be in big trouble my name is jason qualls a commission-free certified financial planner to learn more about why my process is so unique go to jasonquallscfp.com or call 878-2134 today 
A recent undercover study found that over 89% of paid tax preparers made mistakes. You heard me right, over 89%. Is your tax person making mistakes? Tax mistakes cost you money and may even lead to an IRS audit. I recommend you get a second opinion on your tax return today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. Tothero Helen Welch has been providing tax services to individuals and businesses for over 50 years. So call them today at 848-1072 or go to thwcpa.com. to the show this is financial coaching radio kevin sizemore still in the house here to talk taxes if you want to jump in online click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com things issue the issues with the ppp loan if you're a business owner uh, let's refresh everyone what ppp is it's an acronym people may have forgotten unless you received it what does ppp stand for payroll protection program is that right that is it (laughs) okay you win a prize (laughs) PPP was it was a loan or not a loan? It was a loan from yeah, the government to right. businesses to make payroll during the economic slowdown. Yeah, there were some uh, utilities and rent were involved in there, but for the most part, people used it for payroll. So making sure you report that properly, it could be a loan that would be forgiven, uh, basically free money from the government, but you were supposed to expense that out uh, because of uh, to keep the economy afloat. There's also some tax issues that may arise for business owners if they have a PPP loan and other tax breaks. So this is where one I'm not quite as clear. The PPP loan recipients can't claim the employee retention credit, a credit that equals 50% of the qualified wages paid to employees or up to $5,000 Per employee. Yeah, that was one of the ones that was, it was a pretty hot topic before they passed the CARES Act. So it came out uh, two to four weeks before the PPP. Not a lot of people took advantage of it. Uh, we have a handful of clients that did, so they weren't eligible for the PPP money. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know there was something previous to this. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, 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 I think it got passed right at the end of March. Was it an inflow of cash from the government? Yeah, you, you it, basically you were taking these credits on uh, your payroll tax returns. Gotcha. And they said, no, if you did that, you don't get the, the forgiveness. Right. So what about, I guess there's would be uh, some cases where they people got both. Would that I, be they weren't supposed to, I don't think. Assuming that the system ran smoothly. Yeah, right. Uh, let's change it up. If you want to hit Kevin up online, you can go to the website, thwcpa.com. Kevin, tell us a little bit about your firm. Been in business over 50 years in Middle Tennessee. Has has an office right here in Murfreesboro and also one in McMinnville. That's correct. So we, uh, we've we been in business the way it stands now since 1963. Uh, we're, you know, I guess we have two offices, one in McMinnville, one here in Murfreesboro. 
Uh, we've been obviously we were in McMinnville for quite some time. We've been in Murfreesboro for a few years now. Uh, office is growing good. We do bookkeeping, payroll, tax returns. We do audits of some uh, larger companies and nonprofits as well. Uh, pretty much anything has to do with accounting, we can do it. We have uh, people that do different things and have expertise in different areas of tax as well. Uh, and the website, thwcpa.com, or on the phone, 848-1072. That's it. Year-end financial planning tips, making retirement plan contributions. Many folks uh, will wait until tax filing time to make contributions but if you're trying to get the maximum deduction and this is a non-ira 401ks typically have to be funded before the end of the year yes december 31st is the cutoff so maxing out your 401k plan through your employer needs to be done asap what about health savings accounts are people now there's there's a health savings account and there's a flexible spending account one is use it or lose it one is not but making contributions to HSAs before the – is that a year-end thing? Because you can't go back at tax time and do those either, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. And this year, uh, I know the family plan is uh, $7,100, and that would be an adjustment to income. That so you've got to get your HSA contributions to the maximum end before the end of the year. That's and you right. you need to use your flexible spending account dollars before the end of the year because those go away. They go away. That's an odd deal, right? They still exist. What is the incentive for an employer setting up an FSA over an NHS? Yeah, where does that money go? Does it go back? I, I assume. Well, you've never had you've never had a return. Where you've- I don't. Yeah, no flexible spending. Most of my people have HSAs if they have anything like that. So, so what the, would a, happen? A flexible spending is set up by the employer, and the employer puts the money into it. Right. And, and if and the, the money employee's supposed to use it all, if they don't, the employer gets to keep it. Right. So it, that sounds like that would be an accounting nightmare. You get to expense that, I guess, when you contribute it to the employee, but you have to count it back once you yes, receive it back. Yeah, and you're going to get it back in a in, in a subsequent year. So, it, yeah, that would be an accounting nightmare. So that would be some a tax tip to make sure that you're taking care of before the end of the year. Also, speaking with your tax advisor, do are people really proactive in giving you a, 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 having a conversation with you before the year end just to make sure nothing is overlooked? Is that something that's common? Oh yeah, a lot of small businesses contact me. I, you know, my calendar's ate up with uh, people right now wanting to talk or uh, wanting to meet and go over you know things here at the end of the year. Uh, and this year being a little different than than most years based on the political climate that we discussed earlier. Uh, but they want to see where they're at and see what to expect. You know, they don't, they kind of know, a lot of them kind of know where they're at, but they want to uh, make sure they're, you know, have their cash ready to go and, and have their planning done for the first of the year. One of the major things I do for my clients is make sure if we have any paper investment losses, losses on anything we've invested in throughout the year that we realize those losses before december 31st so people can put those on their tax returns to in order to do that it's called tax loss harvesting you sell something with a loss so you get a nice little tax form at the end of the year or after the end of the year and kevin can put that loss offset income with that that loss that's right there's a whole tax strategy for why you do it i'm not going to go into great detail sometimes it makes sense to do it some others it does not I was actually having this conversation yesterday. Uh, it was a substantial 
investment account, he already has quite a bit of old losses or lost carry forwards. He didn't really want to add to those lost carry forwards. Yeah, so he's no looking reason. for profit somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> what can I sell for a gain to use up some of these losses? Yeah. So if it, it goes the other way as well. You know, you might want to sell something for a gain if you've got all these losses carried forward because you can only use up to a net of a $3,000 loss on those those capital losses each year. If you had substantial losses in one year, it would take some time to eat those up. Oh, yeah. Say you had $50,000 losses carrying forward, you're only getting 3000 of that each year. It would take forever. Yeah, that's right. And a lot of small business owners will run into that. They'll close down a business that they had to treat as a capital loss, and they just keep carrying forward and carrying forward. Right. Make sure you get your your donations into charities, whether it be cash or investment. Sometimes it is better to give appreciated property rather than cash to churches or charities. Now is the time to get that taken care of. People in the know that do a lot of charitable giving do like to use the Donor Advised Fund, which is basically an account that's set up for charitable giving where you can put into that account whatever amount of money you want but you haven't necessarily designated the charity it's going to, but you meet the deadline for the charitable contribution. Anyone in your world, Kevin, using these types of accounts to make heavy charitable contributions? I've got one that uses that, and uh, right now she's trying to figure out which charities uh, she's going to give to here at the end of the year. You know, I don't yeah. think there's a deadline to it. If you put in $100,000 into this donor account, you could disperse it next year or to one or as many charities as you want right she's needing the deduction this year yeah you're doing it to get the (laughs) deduction without you know you don't want it's kind of a way to make a last minute charitable decision before the year ends so basically everything as far as your tax planning has to be done prior to the end of the year unless you're making some type of ira contribution and then you have till your tax filing right and this is what people are calling you up trying to discuss that's right that's right uh, one thing, I go back to the charitable contributions there. Uh, so this year there is an additional uh, an amount that you can take on your tax return of three $300, a whole $300 of charitable contributions uh, that is not an itemized deduction this year. It is a, just a straight adjustment to income. So if you haven't done any charitable contributions, Make go, sure you give 300. go ahead and give 300 and, and document it and keep that with your tax paperwork and you'll get that deduction this year. Financial Coaching Radio online at financialcoachingradio.com. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner in the house with Kevin Sizemore, CPA. THWCPA.com is their website. We're going to take another break. We'll be back with you right after this. worried because a spouse or family member needs long-term nursing home care? Estate planning attorney John Baker can help. Protect your assets so you can leave something behind for your family. Call 896-5621. 
That's 896-5621 or go to bakercouncil.com. Do you have a financial plan? I'm not talking about a worthless binder full of pretty charts and graphs. Are you certain you're on track to reach all your financial goals? A comprehensive financial plan is about so much more than just your IRA and mutual funds. It involves risk management, tax planning, professional investment management, retirement, and estate planning. Make sure your entire financial life is in order by calling me, Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner at 878-2134 or go to my website, jasonquallscfp.com. Welcome back to Financial Coaching Radio. I'm Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. This is the place with no books to sell. Slowly not peddling any live event tickets or financial products. I'll leave that to the other show. Looking to find out more about me, go to jasonquallscfp.com. jasonquallscfp.com. I am one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. Hadn't spent a whole lot of time talking about it. The type of advisor that you work with. Is crucial. Now, many listening to this program, or many of your friends, families, or coworkers, or brother, sister, whoever, the type of advisor that they have decided to hire is under the hood, behind the curtain, a financial salesperson. Nothing wrong with the salesperson, but when they have an incentive to get you to invest in something that just because it's going to pay them more money than if you invested in something that would meet your situation a little bit better, that is a huge conflict of interest. So what can you do? Well, you remove those conflicts of interest by working with independent, fee-only, certified financial plan. Now, independent doesn't mean small. could be small, but it doesn't have to be small. Independent means they're not tied to a financial institution. They're not tied to an insurance company that is basically coming down with uh, uh, things that the salesperson has to do. And that's the typical bank advisors, the advisors you see with the big financial names that are in shopping centers and strip malls, uh, insurance folks. Those are typically going to be under the hood financial salespeople. you got to remove all that garbage and make sure they're independent in business for working for you in your situation. Also make sure they're fee-only or commission-free. There is no... There's no rhyme or reason today to work with an advisor who gets paid on transactions. It's just not. You're like, well, my guy doesn't get paid to transactions. He's charging me a fee on to manage my investment account. And that may be very true. They could be charging fees and not be independent. But if they're typically not independent and they're charging fees, their fees are two to three times more than they should be. Why is that important to you? If you overpay... An investment in financial advisor fees by just 1% more than you should per year. You could end up with thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars less in retirement and throughout retirement. Because once those costs are paid, you never get that money back. And it's compounding cost and compounding cost. There are a fair, There's a fair fee to charge people. Just because the industry is charging 1.5% to manage investment accounts doesn't mean that's what you have to pay. 
So make sure your advisor is independent, fee only, and has a, uh, you're getting enough value out of the amount of fee that you're paying. And make sure they're a certified financial planner. Make sure they know what they say they're going to, or they're supposed to know. It's hard to find advisors that meet all this criteria, but it can be done. If you're looking to learn more about what I do, go to Jason Qualls, CFP.com. All right, so let's switch it up a little bit and let's talk about things that can be done with your risk management planning. Here, as of late, a lot of people have been getting pitched the idea of using whole life insurance and other things to add to their financial plan. Let me give you a little bit of a rule of dumb or rule of thumb. Most people like to keep things simple, as do I. I don't like to get all complicated. But most people will be better off using traditional investment accounts and buying term life insurance. There are a set of select few people that have maxed out to the total hilt their work retirement plans of $20,000, $30,000 a year. They're also trying to figure out ways to put money into Roth IRAs. And yes, it doesn't really matter your income. There are some strategies you can take advantage of to get money into a Roth IRA, but they will be doing that as well. And they also are looking for, and they also have money in just regular investment accounts, taxable, non-qualified accounts, and they're looking for more. And the ideas start coming from a lot of, the more money you make, the bigger prey that you are. And they will pitch these ideas of you using different types of life insurance products, maybe even annuities. And at the end of the day, while there are a few pros and positives to them, there are a lot of negatives you must understand. And some people don't want to understand all the complexity that has to go with those negatives. And that's why I say it really doesn't really matter how huge your income is unless there's an inheritance tax issue or liquidity issue. Those types of products probably aren't for you. But if you're looking to go down the road into these complex products, do not just trust the advice of the salesperson, the insurance person. Have it reviewed by an independent fee-only CFP, someone that has no skin in the game. Whether you, you put $10,000 a year into this insurance or annuity contract or not, your fee-only guy is not going to make any more or any less money. That is where you know you're getting an instant conflict of interest-free evaluation. All right, go to jasonqualcfp.com. We're going to take our last break of the day. If you want to hit me up on social media, you can also find those links at financialcoachingradio.com. I'm back in just a few. is stressful and so is shopping for a mortgage take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal trust me on this call my friend marshall sparkman with franklin synergy bank at 615-439-0885 great team great process and the best rates marshall sparkman with franklin synergy bank at 615-439-0885 how much are your investments costing you each year? 
most people don't have a clue. Why is this extremely important? Because overpaying by just 1% a year in fees and expenses can reduce your account balance at retirement by 28%. You heard me right. 28% less at retirement. I'm commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. I don't sell financial products. I don't accept commissions or kickbacks from investment companies. Give me a call today for a free unbiased investment review at 878-2134 or visit my website, jasonquallscfp.com. Welcome to the fallout. Welcome to Resistance. Welcome back to the show. This is Financial Coaching Radio. Listen on time. On, on time. Listen online anytime, anywhere at financialcoachingradio.com. Click archives. You get a long list of all the past shows. Just by listening once per day, once per week, you're gonna list, you're gonna find that we talk about topics that are a little bit unique compared to others. We're going to assume that you know to live on less than you make. Stay out of debt. And once you've known that, because it's just common sense you don't need to go buy books and you don't need to listen to watered down overly simplified financial advice you need something a little more geared to your unique situation and that's what financial coaching radio is all about listen online again click archives at financialcoachingradio.com get a second opinion on your investments get a second opinion on your financial plan your college savings plan your inherited your estate plan all of that stuff that ties in but not just any second opinion don't work with financial salespeople, and if you are, make sure you're double-checking their recommendations. You don't want to overpay. You don't want to be overcharged. You don't want to be put in products that aren't best for you. So get that second opinion from an independent, fee-only, certified financial planner. Go to jasonquallscfp.com for more. All right, I'm out of here for today. I appreciate you listening today and every day and online anytime you want, but keep it locked in. There's more local talk on the way right here on WGNS. I'll see you tomorrow.